0: Welcome to the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports. And joining me today is Wayne Kimmel, managing partner at 76 Capital. Wayne, super excited to have you on the show.
1: Hey, Rob. It's great to be on the show. I'm really excited about this.
0: So can you give a quick overview on who you are and what you do?
1: So I'm the managing partner of 76 Capital, we're a sports tech venture capital fund, we focus on investing in really exciting um, sports tech companies, companies in the eSports space, companies in sports betting, uh, work very closely with the companies we invest in. Um, we have some sp- sort of a special sauce I like to call it a lot of times, where we have our athlete venture group, which is led by my partner Ryan Howard. Uh, who, and, and the guys as part of the Athlete Venture Group get involved with our companies. And it's it's really exciting to, to be involved in all these great industries today.
0: Cool. So what I want to talk about today is a few things. Entrepreneurship, sports betting, your success mindset. I know that you wrote a book, Six Degrees of Wayne Kimmel, which talks about networking. But one thing really stood out to me about you that really resonated with me of why I wanted to talk to you. And you seem like a good vibes person. And on the 76 Capital website, it it mentions that you want to work with nice entrepreneurs. And you also mentioned that you want to make the world a better place. And I'm a like-minded person who believes in good vibes and making the world a better place. But why is that so important?
1: Well, look, at 76 Capital, we're all about working with smart and nice people who want to change the world. I mean, look, as, as investors in very early stage businesses, it's all about the people. It's all about working with the right kinds of people. And look, I want to work with nice people. I want to work with people that I want to be able to talk with first thing in the morning, late at night, you know, and, and people I like. And, you know, make sure that they're they're nice and that not only I like them, but my whole team here at 76 Capital, that we like the entrepreneurs, that they're people that we want to spend time with. Because here's the thing. The real big thing is when you look at some of the things that are happening in the world today, look at companies like Uber and Lyft that are going public right now. Those companies have been around for a long time. People are now just saying, whoa, wait a second, they're going public. They these overnight successes, like Google was an overnight success. Those companies took a long time. And when we invest in the companies at a very early stage, then we, have to, we spend a lot of time with them. And I want to make sure the entrepreneurs that we we're going to spend that much time with, that we like them. And that we want to be, they're, they're like-minded people to, to what we are here at 76 Capital
0: this may be obvious but when i look at the landscape of the entire world you're like well what really makes someone a nice person or these qualities that you're like you know what they're like-minded with me but it's not always the case because we see it on a regular basis that not everybody has good intentions about it so are there certain things that stand out about the people that you're working with that may be qualities of these nice people or these entrepreneurs
1: well, for us, it's about spending time with the entrepreneurs and, and really getting a chance to, to know them more than just from their presentation that they may make in the office or at an event that we meet them at. But we spend time with them. We want to get to know them. We want to find out about who they are, what they're all about, what makes them tick, how they, you know, how they treat a, a server in a restaurant. You know, like just simple things like that are simple ways. And these are things I talk about in my book, Six Degrees of Wayne Kimmel, about some of the things that we, we look for and look at when we, we look to invest
0: in different entrepreneurs. So let's talk about your book, real quick, on the networking side of things. And networking is an area where I believe I've tripled down on in building my own brand. And I think a great example of this is I'm on a podcast right now with you because I find like minded people who are doing great things in the world who interest me. And I'm like, you know what? I want to talk with someone like Wayne because I know you have a lot of value that you can share with others. And for me, podcasting has been a way to build relationships and network and give value before I just send you an email that says, hey, Wayne, I want to do business with you. It's not as likely to work that way. So one, I look forward to reading your book because I'm going to do it. I'm an avid reader. But two, can you give a little nugget or some wisdom on how people should be thinking about networking or something that's really resonated with you from your journey?
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, that, that, look, networking to me is, is, is an incredible thing. Um, and, and there's a real mindset and there's a, really, a real way to kind of think about the whole thing. So I always say to people, they have to think about themselves every single day like an entrepreneur would. You know, you think about yourself as an entrepreneur. And then every single day you want to go out there and network and meet people and make as many contacts as possible. Try to turn those contacts into relationships. But how do you go about doing that? You really go about doing that by helping others and trying to help them, which in turn, I believe, helps make this world a better place. So you have to, there's this whole, um, uh, it, it's, more, it's more than just simply just getting a contact and then saying, hey, let's just do business. You have, to de- build, you have to develop a relationship with that person.
0: One of the biggest challenges I see in this, and I can even use LinkedIn as an example, is when you have a helper mindset, you're like, hey, Wayne. I want to help you, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's how this is going to work because as you said, this is a little bit more relationship oriented. So what can be done from someone who says, listen, I want to help others, but it's not always that simple as just emailing and saying, how can I help you?
1: Well, I think, but what you just said is really important to have the mindset to have sort of in your head all the time. How can I help you is an important thing. But then it's take it the next step further, right? How can you truly help that person? And why would that person actually really want your help? So I think in many situations, most people in, in business and in life, you know, typically look at someone of, who's in power or someone who has, quote unquote, all the money. They walk in and they go see that person and they have their hand out. And I think like the other thing is, is that if you actually go and meet with people that may be more powerful than you, or may may potentially have more money than you today, you know, at this point in, in, in your career, think about how you can actually help them. And there are ways, there are absolutely ways. I mean, think about maybe it's just, you can help that CEO, you can help her find her daughter an internship in an industry that you actually realize that you know that, Her daughter actually is interested in because you've done research on that person you've done your background you've done your work you have to do your work no matter what that's the thing in today's world look this Google thing is 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 pretty amazing LinkedIn Facebook Instagram snapchat I mean everything allows you to see a full person today. There's you're able to get so much information. You may find out that you know, you go to the, went to the same college together. You may find out that you both like the Philadelphia 76ers or you both love dogs or cats or whatever it is. Those special types of um those t- those special types of relationships are things that like you can if you do that and I talk about this in my book, if you kind of do these types of things, you're able to Um, really instantaneously build a bond between someone that you had no relationship with to someone who now all of a sudden is like, Oh my God, we both went to the same school. So remember that restaurant that we all went to or, you know, and, and it, and it just, it, it starts to level the playing field and allow you to sort of do some exciting things with, with other people.
0: So without jumping three steps ahead and let's think about this digitally, one of the challenges that I see that a lot of people have is being able to let someone like you know the areas where I might be able to help you, but having that come across in a way that isn't a pitch of the services, but instead saying, Hey Wayne, I know we've never met before, but this is what I do. And here's the areas where I can help. And it's a fine line between sales and setting the frame for a future conversation and oh by the way doing it in a way that is very concise because someone like you has a limited amount of time so your attention is very quick so getting all of that across concise what is your recommendation for someone and even using it as if someone was going to be hitting you up
1: yeah i mean the thing is when look when when i went to university of maryland and i'm a big terps fan so when you know and, and it's like a simple way of just when someone signs an email or a or a LinkedIn request or a a quick note and it's, and they write go Terps at the end of it, you know, that's, we're here to help each other. Right. And, and, and so I quickly, it's something like that. Or if they're a Philly fan, you know, we, we, we love our, we love our Phillies and our Sixers and our Flyers and our Eagles. You know, if that's one of the things Or you may be a, you know, a big Yankees or Mets fan and you just want to say that, you know, the Phillies stink and like, we'll have like a, 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 you know, it's just, again, it just, just knowing what the, the, things that people are interested in and people like, um, you know, just, just creating that connection is really important.
0: And I've got a great tip for the listener that I've started using recently on LinkedIn, which is exactly what you say there. So LinkedIn now has a feature where you can put gifts in your messages. So what I've been doing is I'll look and see, Hey, where did someone go to school? Or is there something in their bio that says, Hey, uh, Of note, like one guy recently had a quote from Walt Disney. Boom. Um, Even this week, someone went to school at Villanova. And what I ended up doing was at the end of my message, including the gif of Chris Jenkins making the game-winning three to win the national championship against North Carolina. And guess what this guy responded back with? Holy smokes, I was in the stadium. He then tells me the story about how he had a connection to the 1985 Villanova team. And then it says, oh, by the way, Rob, I would love to have a conversation with you. Here's my phone number. And it's something that I'm trying to let others know about because the way that I see it is it shows personality. It shows that you're paying attention. And oh, by the way, you're different because guess who's not doing this? Everyone else, and the reason I know this is of the millions of messages that I get, I'm yet to see anybody send me a gif
1: uh, it's, I think it's really smart. I really do I, I love it. I mean like you know I, I just remember seeing your your um, LinkedIn profile, and at the it, what, what actually was interesting it kind of it caught me the Miami University, even though I think you're you're the Miami of Ohio, correct? you got it well. My wife went to the University of Miami down in Florida, but like I, when I see that M, even though it's, and it's I know it's not the Maryland M because it's a little different, it's got a little sharper edges, and I know it's not the the U down where my wife went, but I see that Miami, and I was like, but I, the minute I saw that, I was like, okay, like I, and it, it just sort of hit me in a way that like all right, I I I I'll never forget that, like I'll never forget that piece about just sort of seeing that on your on your
0: site. I appreciate that. And while we're here, when I saw that you went to Maryland, I like to play a game called hashtag random athlete, which is something that we do at Bacon Sports. And immediately I would be like, shout out to Juan Dixon and Lonnie Baxter while we're at it.
1: There you go. There you go. I mean, look at that. I mean, those guys. And then the crazy thing is Steve Blake, all the years that he played in the NBA. I mean, what, what an incredible group of guys who won the championship.
0: Talk about getting uh, as much miles in the tires in an NBA career for Steve Blake. If you right. think about just his stature and, and kudos to him for his ability to stay in the league because it's impressive.
1: Extremely impressive. And you know what, it, 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 a lot of it comes down to you see guys like that where they're able to fill roles. They're good guys. They're the, you, people like to have those kind of people on your team. But bringing that back to the business side of things, those are the kind of people you want to have on your team in business. You want to have, you know, you mentioned earlier about good people and nice people. Those are the kinds of people you want to have on, on your team. Um, you look at that and you see, you know, you see these different individuals who have these long careers, whether it's in the NBA or Major League Baseball or other places, and it's like, why do they keep that guy on the team? You know, oh, that's a character guy. That's someone that we like. That guy really, that person, you know, is is, is a person who – Who allows us to um, have the right culture in our locker room? Uh, You see a lot of that. Uh, You see a lot of that on teams, you know, that certainly here in Philly, teams like the Eagles have have that. But if you really, you know, and it's tough for me to say this, but look, you look at the uh, New England Patriots, and that's what they're all about.
0: Yeah, it comes down to culture. Big time. So let's talk about sports betting. And this is an area where I am extremely bullish. I've been following it for a long time. I'm somebody who plays fantasy sports. I love sports. I love sports betting. And the ability for sports betting to connect fans with brands and and really bring the passion in the game. And what I'm interested in is what do we need to be knowing or paying attention to right now in the sports betting landscape as marketers entrepreneurs innovators who are seeing this because it's not it's not adopted yet in the entire across the entire united states but it's inevitable that it's going to be and when you see something like this a big shift in the market uh, it makes sense to one understand what's going on but then say all right what can we do to be a part of it to capitalize off of it
1: well look we're on it's may 10th 2019 um You know, sports betting in America outside of Nevada basically became the opportunity for states to have legal sports betting happen on May 14th, 2018. And now we're sitting here today where yesterday Indiana became the 10th state to have legalized sports betting in their state. And this industry is booming, but it's really booming in the sense that, to me, what this reminds me of so much Is the internet boom of the 90s where there was this opportunity for entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial minded people to create businesses that either work with the incumbent players so back in the 90s you had these incumbent tech companies the GE's the Microsoft's the IBM's that were the best tech companies out there and they should have won the internet but they didn't so who won the internet the entrepreneurs The Amazons of the world, the Facebooks, the Googles, we were fortunate enough to be investors in Seamless Web, which is now public as Grubhub. And those those kinds of entrepreneurs and those kinds of companies became the leaders. So now fast forward 20 years to where we are today, where you have MGM and you have William Hill and you have Caesars and you have these Penn Nationals and these really, really big companies that are out there that are the incumbent players in the sports betting industry, which was a great cottage industry. It's a $5 billion industry in Nevada for the last several years, which is a nice business. But now those companies and the people that run those companies are now having to scale those businesses all across America. That's hard. That's a hard thing to do as each state continues to open. So I believe there are opportunities for entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial companies to come in and be part of this incredible opportunity. And you look at, you know, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, believes this is a three to $400 billion market. I've heard higher numbers. I mean, these numbers are gonna be, it's an incredible opportunity in a regulated legal industry.
0: So what is going to differentiate one brand from another? So take the casual fan who has no idea who William Hill is or what they've been doing in Europe and across the rest of the world, and you say, all right, we're familiar with FanDuel and DraftKings because of daily fantasy, and we know that they're in New Jersey, and really that's the only thing that they've been exposed to. But when you look at the landscape, a lot of it's probably going to be homogenous in terms of product offerings or what they're doing because you can get – whatever, minus 110 on any game, pretty much anywhere. Or you can get a a book that's going to reduce the juicer a little bit. But at the end of the day, how much is that actually going to matter? So as I look at the marketing and brand building landscape, it is the brands that embrace the fans and create content and include them and build a brand and not just say, here's what we have to offer. So are these sports betting companies Do you believe they're going to embrace something like that from a brand building standpoint or what will they do to differentiate from each other?
1: Well, Rob, you should consult for the whole industry because you're right on. I mean, this is, you're exactly right with what needs to happen. And I think so with brands like FanDuel and DraftKings, they're taking a lead right now. But then yesterday Fox throws their hat into the ring right now. And you know, another network is going to be right behind them very quickly to come into this, into this space. So there's really interesting things to see some of the, the bigger players and what they're doing from a marketing and, and how they're going to sort of, again, get, get you or me as a sports better to want to deposit our money with them. And how this is all going to work out is, is, is going to play out pretty, it's going to be pretty interesting over the next several months and years um, in, in this industry. But I think that's also where the entrepreneur has an opportunity to do some things that are different. And that's why here at 76 Capital we're investing in entrepreneurs who so are looking at different parts of this business. You talk about the marketing side and is something that we you know, think is really, really interesting. We look at the data collection side of this business, the data analytics piece, the media piece that we're building we're building the CNBC of sports betting right now with Beeson and Brent Musburger. and, and it's, it's, it's incredible to be involved with what they're doing. We're looking at the broadcasters themselves. It sounds like you know the sports betting industry. We're looking for guys like you who actually know the industry, who can speak the industry and explain that to the average consumer because a lot of people really don't know what you were just saying about minus 110. We know what we're talking about here, but here's the thing. The average person out there that now has the opportunity to get involved in this industry just wants to bet on the fact that they like the New York Giants. That's all they know, and that's all they want to do. So how do you do that? And, and I'll tell you something. DraftKings is doing a hell of a job right now. You know their are their prop bets and all the things that are out there. And that's another part of that's we can get into this. But like the in-game betting side of this is going to be amazing. Uh, we have an investment in a company called Swish Analytics. Uh, which gets all the way down to the player prop level. I mean, it is so exciting to see the different opportunities. And again, it's all about engagement. So it's the leagues and the fans and the teams and the networks are all excited about this because look, we're all crazy, passionate sports fans. Most people in America are. But it's like now you can actually engage even more, get more involved, and not only just like to, you know to play fantasy, but now you can actually play and. Hopefully, win, and that's really exciting opportunity, um, and, and, and I think that's just going to continue to continue to grow as as this continues right now.
0: The biggest marketing challenge that I see from the industry is getting away from the one nine hundred I'm a tout mentality because I even see well respected companies that are still not putting out marketing that I would say is congruent with the way that I would want to be engaged as a sports fan, because you mentioned it, that fans, there's a casual nature of it. Not everybody knows about minus 110, and sometimes, you know what, you're just going to call me and say, Rob, I want to put 10 bucks on this game versus you because I believe the Sixers are going to win game seven, and I believe the Raptors are going to play game seven. And what we don't need is someone saying, this is my 5,000-star lock of the week. But guess what? We've been ingrained in that so much. And I think it comes from an awareness thing that the the way to get awareness is to be the loudest, to do it the most. But I think the opportunity really becomes on the relatability side of things where I don't need, I don't want to listen to a tout. Instead, I want someone who's just going to chop it up about, all right, guys, let's talk about Joel Embiid's props for game seven knowing that he's been a roller coaster in this series and now you're speaking to me on a sports fan level as if you and i are at a sports bar
1: yeah and that and that's exactly what we do on v-sin i mean we're on sirius xm channel 204 we're on sling we're on fubo we're on we just announced our we're, our shows are now in canada we're on Nessun, um, our, our show Follow the Money with Mitch and Paulie, And it's, it's, it's a great conversation. It's so exciting to just hear people talking about the games and talking about the numbers behind the games. And look, it's, to me, this is really going to all become a really big market. And when I say market, I mean just like the stock market, where you know people will spend the whole day watching CNBC and watching that ticker MSFT AAPL whatever uber's ticker is going to be probably just going to be uber right but i mean like and 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 people will watch those numbers but you know what how much cooler is it to actually see how the numbers are moving within sports and you you know your team versus my team and you know what and and the what the you know what the over under is and then you start getting in the in game stuff and we do these things called bet casts now, and you see how the how the over unders are fly up and they go down, and then you know and you can all of a sudden you want to be able to bet in the because again here's the thing in America, most people think that you have to bet before the kickoff before the tip you know before the face off no in in Europe, over seventy percent of all bets happen after the after that, and that's that that sort of trend is coming here to America now, especially in states that that have mobile game a mobile gambling mobile sports betting and that's 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 the next next wave and it it allows you to if you want to bet on the first quarter if you want to bet on the first five innings of a baseball game if you just want to bet on the fact that you know it's going to be a strike or a ball i mean that stuff's all possible right now
0: and i think what needs to happen is an increased level of education as a whole in finding the way to say all right how can i take something where are people actively looking for sports betting education? Probably not, but I think the more educated you can make a casual fan to understand the capabilities in what they're doing because the more informed they are, the better experience. And I think it was one of the biggest challenges with daily fantasy is people are like, I'm just going to set a lineup, and then they get eaten by a shark who says, I've got 30 different lineups, and why isn't this working for me? But if you can understand a little bit more, here's what you can do, here's the opportunities, but do it in a way that is very relatable and casual. I think that's huge from a consumer education. Raise that even just a small amount, that's where you're going to get your victories.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you. And and it's and, 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 you know, I wouldn't even, you know, maybe even use the word educational. I think it's just in, you make it just enjoyable. I mean, I think that's the one exciting thing about it is where you, and, and you, you, you do learn, you do learn a lot and you learn about, you know, what, you know, what players, you know, or what teams, and there's just, there's just so much, there's so much opportunity right now um, to to look at sports from a different angle um, and and be involved, and that's the part that for me, it's it's, it's and for what we're doing here at Seven Six Capital is this extra level of engagement, the information that you can now under you know learn and, and get involved with. I mean, uh, I'll I'll grab a prop as we're here, like literally the fact you know one of our companies is called Diamond Kinetics, and you can now you got this you got a sensor inside of a bat inside of a wood bat, like you, you find out about every single swing that someone takes. You know, inside, you know, you can learn about this information. And actually, in today in Sport Techie, they talked about how you can now track. You can actually have a sensor inside of a bat all the way up to AAA, the AAA level of Major League Baseball. Now, So you'll now soon, you'll actually have sensors inside of bats in the major leagues. And you'll know so much more information about the hitters and, the, and, and what's happening. We're doing the same thing in basketball with our company called Shot Tracker, where we're tracking over 110... Um, uh, movements, a second that a basketball player makes on a court. It's incredible to see all this information. And then from a sports betting perspective, you have this data and then you are able to analyze this data. You can only imagine what this looks like in the future. Because remember, just, what was it, like 15, 10, 15 years ago, the New York Stock Exchange, there were people with paper and the people were trading and there was all this You know, you look at the end of the day, there's paper everywhere and these sheets. And now you look at the New York Stocks, there's no paper anywhere. It's all digital. And and the amount of algorithms and computers and high-speed trading and all that stuff, that's what will be coming to the sports betting industry very, very soon.
0: I love it. That excites me so much because it gives the opportunity – for someone to dig as deep as they want into it, or let somebody else dig deep and let me know about the insights and then I can use them to make more informed decisions in everything I do with fantasy, sports betting, and everything. So Wayne, I love everything that you've got going on. I could talk to you forever. As we wrap this up, is there anything that I didn't ask you about entrepreneurship, networking, that you think might benefit the audience? One little nugget that someone's listening is like, man, I'm glad Wayne dropped this on us.
1: Well, I'll tell you one thing I tell everybody is you got to get off the couch and you just got to go do it. You got to go do it. Put it out there, give it a shot cuz you just never know. You just never know. Be bold. Put your put your stuff out there. Because you may be right. Because here's the one thing, right? If someone is truly being innovative, other people don't understand them. Other people will call them crazy. Other people will be, say you're out of your mind. But think about all the things that we use on a daily basis today. That just 10 years, 15 years ago, I mean, if you, we were sitting here and you had these white things hanging out of your ears, they'd be like, what's wrong with you? Who are you? What are you doing? What, you know, what are you listening to music and talking to me at the same time? Like, it just wasn't a thing in a very, very short time ago. So now with with the way technology's moving the way things are moving and the way the ideas of entrepreneurs if you got something and you really think it's the next next thing don't worry about if other people are calling you crazy go out there and do it anyway that's what I would that's the one thing I tell everybody and that it's so important to think that way and try to just go make stuff happen
0: in your life hey amen i absolutely love that it's why my default is live in action because well. I always figured that you know what I'm going to make this happen and nothing's going to stop me and if you keep if you keep living in action eventually it will work just don't stop don't quit 100% I love it so Wayne where can people connect with you in 76 capital
1: well rob again thanks for having me you can find find us at 76capital.com uh waynekimmel.com um, it's, we're, we're pretty easy to find. We want people to find us. We want to be open. We want to meet the next great entrepreneurs. We want to meet people that are trying to, that are nice and smart and want to change the world. That's what we're all about. You know, we'd love to partner with, with you and and build the next amazing companies together. That's what we're all about.
0: Here's my tip. If you liked everything that Wayne said, Maybe you should hit him up and see what happens. Live in action. Live in action from this episode. Do one thing that you heard about from here and make it happen. As always, you can hit me up on Instagram at Rob underscore Cressy, on Twitter at Rob Cressy, or on LinkedIn.
1: That's it. That's
0: all. As always. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the sports marketing huddle, the number one thing you can do to support us is tell your friends about it. We believe in organic growth. And if you get value out of the free podcast, we deliver, then we'd appreciate if you share on social media. If you're looking for some creative sports marketing resources, you can sign up for my newsletter at robcressy.com. I drop bite-sized nuggets of wisdom to get your juices flowing.